It's time to know your soul. Are you seeking the you within? Has people pleasing stressed you out? It's time to find your light so you can share your entrepreneurial gifts with the world. Well, Red Rover on over. But the only thing you're breaking through is yourself. This is Soul Amplified. Are you ready? Hello and welcome to the Soul Amplified Podcast. I'm Vanessa Grace, your host. Today I am feeling good. I've got my hair in French braids and I'm wearing these gargantuan earrings that are of pineapples, which I think are hilarious and totally um, grossly overly large, but I love them. They remind me of what Penelope Garcia from Criminal Minds would wear, and she's kind of like my inspiration for fashion, but maybe a little bit less over the top, but I love it. So I'm feeling good because I'm wearing my pineapple Penelope Garcia inspired earrings. Today, I want to talk to you more about friendship. So um, in June, I did an episode about friendship and that when you are healing your codependency or increasing your spirituality, like becoming a more spiritual person, how your friend group can change and kind of the signs that it's happening and why it's such a struggle and so painful, but like kind of how to get through it. And I got definitely some feedback about that episode. And also when I had started making notes, um, I barely got through any of my notes because I had so many different ideas. And so when I did that episode, I knew I would be doing a second episode for you. And this is that episode. And this episode is going to be more about getting through the process of kind of the lull that can happen before new friends come in, and then also how to pick the new friends. Like, what are the criteria to allow new people into your life, which can be a little scary because you might be a little gun-shy about, like, what happened in old friendships and, you know, what happened in situations that you were codependent with um, in relationships, and so you're like, maybe nervous that things like that are going to happen again in new friendships. So this is to kind of go through how to um, kind of have like a list to measure against. So let's just get into it, right? Okay, so when you are growing and some of those friendships dissolve away, um, maybe just kind of naturally fading over time or maybe there's like a big blowout or you cut someone off or they cut you off. Um, you know, however it happens, it can be lonely. It can be painful. There can be grief involved. Even if you were the one that chose to let the friendship dissolve or to just one day, like not call them anymore or to put up that boundary and say, this needs to adjust or or I can't spend time with you anymore, and then they don't adjust, so you actually follow through on it, you know, there can still be grief even if you wanted it because it was best for you. And there can be grief because you can still love that person. There can be grief because loneliness fucking sucks. You There can be grief because you know that there was a lot of good times with that person. There can be grief because you just respect 
that part of your life and know that um, you learned from it and that at that point in your life, that was the level of relationship that you felt positive about. And it's part of your growth journey. And so just because things have um, ended or changed, you know, with friendships, because maybe you're still like acquaintances with each other, but you're not as close. You're not sharing the details of your life. It's more like you see each other in group settings. So that could be an adjustment as well. So you can let yourself grieve it. Let yourself have the feelings. It's confusing because you could be excited that it's done or you could be, you know, resolved that yes, this is what needed to happen, but you could also be incredibly sad. There could be a pull to go call that person because you want somebody to share this exciting information with, or you want somebody to share about your rough day with that's different from your partner. Um, and so there can be this period of feeling forlorn and maybe questioning if you made the right choice. And so know that you are going to get through that entire period. Know that it's okay to have 30 different emotions happening about the same person or the same friend group or the same situation. And they can all be on, in opposition to each other because that's incredibly normal for us to have emotions that don't feel all neatly packaged. And it's you're having those different emotions because... There's different aspects of the relationship that you're reacting with that emotion to. Like, of course you want someone close, so you're sad. But of course you want someone who treats you good, so you're pissed because they didn't treat you good or whatever it is, right? I'm just pausing because I'm like gathering my thoughts for the next thing. So know that it, that it does end and that you do make new friends, especially if you continue on your path of personal growth, and especially if you decide that you want new friends. Um, I've worked with many a person who was, for some reason or other, not just because of codependency, going through friend changes. And they almost always end up getting a new friend group. I mean, there's been some circumstances where the person was basically shutting themselves off from the world and they only came to therapy and that's the only time that they went anywhere. And so, of course, in those circumstances, it's going to be hard for that person to make new friends. Like you have to be doing things or engaging with people in some way for the new friend groups to grow. But part of healing your codependency is, of course, doing the things that you love. And so if you are truly healing your codependency, and part of that is doing the things that you love, new people will be coming into your life. So while you are mourning potentially these friendships, to guarantee that you get new friends, which I believe will happen, the formula for that is to do the things that you love, to do the things that are lighting you up, to be engaging in conversations with people around the topics that are of interest to you. And that's probably around personal growth. Maybe it's around discovering a part of yourself that you didn't know existed, um, calling back to you a part of yourself that you forgot. 
um, maybe in a way that you believe something or in a hobby that you have or in how you're spending your leisure time. I mean, maybe you just want to go to sit by water with a fancy drink and chillax and that's how you like to spend your time. Well, you'll probably meet other people who are chillaxing by the water with their fancy drink and then you'll be able to chitter chatter about whatever whatever makes you happy to talk about. Okay, so what kind of friends do you want? When you start meeting these other people, when you're doing what lights you up because you're choosing yourself, you're choosing to discover what you like, and you're choosing to actually follow through on that and engage in those activities. So how can you tell if these new people that you're meeting when you go to those places physically or online? Because um, the more, okay, so the more that you grow spiritually, which I realize is separate from codependency, but not at the same time, um, the more you grow spiritually, the more, in my experience and in other people's experiences that I've witnessed, the more friendships are developed online. And I don't mean in the old school, like, chat rooms kind of way. Like, I know a lot of people because of my coach. I know a lot of people because of programs that I've been in. I know a lot of people because of DM conversations that I've had on Instagram where I like someone's stuff and I strike up a conversation with them. And so these conversations are with, you know, real people who have the same interests in me. And then sometimes I meet them in person. And I'm sure all of you know exactly what I'm talking about. So when you're spiritually growing, don't be surprised if you're friendships show up in a different way than you're used to. And in all honesty, if someone is meant to be in your life, um, God, spirit, universe can kind of bring you together when you're open to that happening in whatever way it needs to be, when you don't need the, the friend groups and the new friendships to develop in like a really formulaic way. Like one of my closest friends um, who is been my BFF for years now, I became introduced to her because somebody at church announced that their friend needed um, a babysitter a few days a week and they knew each other from being at the same daycare. So like after daycare was closing for the day, she still needed some childcare. And so I offered to do that and we became best friends. And the woman that was saying, hey, does anyone you know, want to babysit for this woman. Um, the woman making the announcement and the woman who needed the childcare who became my BFF, like sort of knew each other, but they weren't like close friends or anything. And so I'm just saying that really important people can come into your life in totally random and unexpected ways. And I would be a totally different person without having babysat this random woman's kids. And, um, then she became my BFF. So just be open to unexpected ways of these people coming to you because the more random the connection and the way that they come to you, it's probably more um, like divinely led. Okay, so what what should you be looking for? And just not like you're hunting, <laughs> like I'm going to find my friend, but what should you just be aware of? Getting some water. So one, you want to pay attention to their beliefs. Um, 
and their ability to be self-aware, because those are things that have probably been part of the issue in the past with the other friends, and um, it may be interpersonal, not interpersonal, why can I not find the word? Like, basically, marriages and boyfriends and girlfriends, like, that category. I don't know why I couldn't find the word I was looking for. Um, and so being aware of a person's ability to be self-aware, to accept um, your insights, like when you have an issue in the relationship, you can go to them and feel confident that they're going to actually listen to you and not play some mind game or gaslight or do trickery and just be like, okay, I accept what you're saying. This is what I'm seeing. And maybe it's they're seeing it the same way as you, and maybe it's they're not seeing it the same way as you. Um, but there can be a conversation about it where you are respected and your opinion and perspective on the situation is honored. That is the thing that you want to be looking for. And then also maybe you want friends who are having similar belief systems to you. Not necessarily like they have to see the world the exact same way, in terms of like religion or politics or how to raise kids. I'm not saying that they have to believe exactly the same way of, in those things or other ways, but maybe they're, they have a belief of respecting others, or maybe they have a belief in communication. And so whatever things are rising in you as important, like I really need this in my friends, give that to yourself. Allow yourself to have those friends. When you're meeting people, pay attention to who you're drawn to and see if they also have those similar values. Now, sometimes we just want to have fun doing certain activities with friends. And so sometimes certain friends are just the friends that you go, you know, four-wheeling with, or the they're the friends that you go play volleyball with, or they're the friends that you watch three trashy movies in a row and then go people watch while you eat ice cream. And that's the thing that you do with them, but maybe everything else doesn't line up. They also don't do drama, but they're like your activity friend. And so pay attention to what interests and activities you actually want to be doing. And are these people gonna be willing to do them with you? Because why shouldn't you have friends that enjoy the same things that you enjoy? If you want to go be crafty with scrapbooking or knitting or making paper or um, what is it called? Macrame? I can't even remember what it's called. The thing where you like knit things together and then you make the things that hang from the ceiling that hold potted plants. Somebody tell me what that is. I think it's macrame. I don't remember. Um, so why can't you have friendships where people have similar interests? You totally, totally deserve that. So you want people that aren't playing the games. You want people that are honoring you. You want people that are respecting you and accepting your boundaries. Um, the dream world is having a friend who they have their boundaries. And so if you've crossed their boundary, they tell you. And then if they've crossed your boundary, you tell them. And it's like, oh, I understand I hurt your feelings. I did not mean to do that. Let's talk about it and make it so that it doesn't happen again. And if it comes to a point where there's a difference in boundaries around the same issue, hopefully you can talk it out and figure it out. Um, look for friends where their life doesn't have drama in it. They're not stirring the pot. They're not causing um, rift 
rifts between people. Look for friends who have healthy boyfriends, you know, healthy relationships with their boyfriends, healthy relationships with their girlfriends, healthy relationships in their marriages. People who have healthy relationships in their, you know, intimate partner are probably going to have healthy friendships and then they're not going to have as much drama in their life. And it's not that people don't have problems. People are going to still have problems because there's because it's it's fucking life. Things come up and things happen. So you're not like looking for perfect people. You're just looking for people who are willing to grow, who are willing to examine themselves, who are willing to work on making relationships positive and honoring you. Also, if you have a dream life, if you have a life where you want to, I don't know, own a business where you remake RVs and you like bring life to old RVs. I don't even know anything about that world. So maybe that's hilarious to say. Um, or you want to, or you really love food, you're a foodie, and you want um, food creation and understanding of food and, you know, the world of being a chef to be part of your future. You know, whatever your interest is, you need to have people in your life who has that similar interest. And so if you're headed somewhere as a goal, make sure that you get friendships going that are already there or are headed in the same direction as you, because then you can support one another. Um, I know for myself, the new friendships that I make are more likely to be aligned with where I'm going in life than the old friendships that I have, because I'm such a driven person and have such a big vision and mission for my life. The friendships that I gathered up in childhood and college and um, mid-adulthood, I don't know, like in my late 20s and early 30s. Is that mid-adulthood? I don't know. Um, those friendships don't necessarily, those people don't necessarily have the same drive and focus and values that I have now. They still have value to me, though. I still love those friends. I just talk with them about different things. Just because I'm, you know, growing in my own way and they're not growing in the same way doesn't mean I don't bring those friends with me into my life because I love having friends where there's history with them. I have friends that I've had since, you know, the third grade. Um, but I gather in new friends because I need new friends who are going to the same place that I'm going because they will understand the process. So I can talk to them about that process. And you, you are going somewhere new because you were healing this codependency. And as you heal the codependency, you discover what your belief systems are and maybe how they're different from what you thought, or maybe discovering for the first time. As you heal your codependency, you're discovering what you want to do with your life and what your dreams and goals are in a new way because you're listening to yourself more. And so you need those people around you who are going to want similar things so that you feel supported with that. Also, you want to avoid friends who have red flags. Because you've been listening to this podcast so long, you probably understand codependency a lot better and have started to pick out elements of it in other people. So having a moment of codependency is not the end of the world because I see it in generally healthy people. You know, we, we can all have moments of it. 
Um, but if you're seeing like straight on red flags consistently, you know, consistent codependent behavior or in other ways that are like uh, problems for human development, or if you're seeing like big things or if you're seeing like lots of small things, you know, pay attention to those red flags. If there's just like occasionally a couple yellow flags, that might not be an issue, but you want to avoid the people who have a lot of red flags. And you really think about what your minimum standards are for what kind of new friends you're welcoming into your life. And as you're going through that transition period of maybe feeling a little bit lonely and experiencing grief, you know, honor yourself, but also think about what are my minimum standards for the new friends that I am welcoming into my life. You guys, I hope that you have enjoyed this episode. I would love hearing from you. Um, about what you got from this episode and what kind of friends you want to be bringing into your life. I love hearing from each and every one of you. If you are interested in learning on a deeper level about codependency, come and check out my masterclass, Five Deep Truths About Codependency, How It's Hijacking Your Life and What You Can Do About It. I know that you have probably been listening to this podcast for a while, and so you know a lot about codependency, but in this masterclass, I go really, really deep, and I go give a lot of really excellent examples of what that behavior looks like in the lives of myself or people that I've worked with or that I know, and I give great resources on what you can be doing to be healing your codependency. And you can get that course at soulamplified.org slash five deep truths. And the five is just the number not spelled out soulamplified.org slash five deep truths. Anyone who has watched this and then communicated about it with me has absolutely loved it and really seen in themselves on a very deep level the ways that they have been codependent because I bring unexpected areas together and show how they all have that root of codependency behind them. Everybody, go be amazing. Thanks for tuning in, Soul Sister. Do you want to hear from me more? Sign up for my Transforming Your Codependency text messages straight to your phone every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for inspiration and education. To sign up, text PEACE to 877-338-0875. To spread this message far and wide, screenshot listening to this podcast and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me. I love hearing how you're growing. Get amplified.